you. Father, we bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much. God bless you for coming. All right. So, this evening, we have a couple of scriptures to open. I don't know if somebody can help me be posting the scriptures on the group. So, we are looking at judging prophecies. You know, um, if, you're in, if you're in Nigeria, in the last couple of months, <clears throat> we experienced a lot during the election. We experienced accurate prophecies. We experienced Mami Water Spirit. We experienced familiar spirits. Everybody was just prophesying. And then I also begin to see that believers sometimes we are easily, um, will I say, cheap. We are sometimes, you just see people are not discerning. Mm. It, something can just easily get us, you know, just jumping and saying that it, we are not just, sometimes we are not just discerning as we should be. So when we look at when when prophecies, what are the things to look out for if somebody is prophesying to you, somebody is saying something to you as a believer? Do you get how do you exhort the word of God? Do you exhort prophecies, do you exhort dreams and visions above God's word. And sometimes I believe that the reason why some and there are people too who you know, a couple of times I have people who come and meet me and say that, eh, man of God, did you see vision? Can you see things? People ask me almost you know, all the time on social media people will message me and do you know one thing even if even if i know what is happening to them even if i can see i don't think i'll just go ahead and say yes i can see because if you are going ahead with people like that you're not helping them and there are people that they will never attend the church it is a place where the man of god is not calling people's phone number and calling their names where people don't even pay attention on God's word, as long as they can call their names and they can, I know those kind of people, and I just look at them, as long as I can call their name, tell them their problem, they are okay with that. They are just, we are just easily treated. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if what is done is empowered by the Spirit of God or not. And then, let me just go to, and let me just say this too. As a believer, most of the things that a prophet will tell you should not be something you are hearing for the very first time. If you're serious with your life or if you're serious with your work with god most of the things that a man of god whether by by word of knowledge or by word of wisdom will tell you should not be the first time that you're hearing it it should be most of the things they will tell you should be confirmation of the things that god had told you earlier on they should not be something that you're hearing for the very first time and you know if um, um for me hey hey there should be something that probably god had told you earlier on before or something that the spirit of god is nudging in your spirit they should not most of the things that there are people that everything they they, they, they prophesy to them not one they've not heard anyone before sometimes it's an indication that even yourself you are not serious with your work with god and these are people that they can be on social media from morning to night they know everything on insta blog they know everything going on in other people's life but they don't know what is going on in their own life so are you getting this? So we must pay attention to this thing. And because if you truly have a genuine work with God, yeah, there's nothing that somebody should tell you or most of the things that they will tell you, you should have heard it before. God must have at least probably impressed it in your heart before. They should not prophesy to you 80% of the time. And that's the first time you're hearing it. God has not told you before. If that man of God is accurate and is a genuine man of God, then it might be an indication that you are not serious with your work with God. 
Because if you're serious with your work with God, the major percentage of the things that people will tell you about your destiny, it should not be the first time that you're hearing them. So, in the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 22 to 25, let's see the book of Acts chapter 20. Like I said, we are going to read some scriptures this um, evening, so, you know, 20, 22. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bounds and afflictions are bound me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life there unto myself, so that I may finish my course. Now, I want to pay attention to, um, to um, verse 22 and 23. He said, Now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Verse 23. They save the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide, abide me. Now, this was Paul when he was about to go to Jerusalem. He said he doesn't know what awaits him, but the Holy Ghost already witnessed to him what he will encounter when he goes to Jerusalem. Now, if you check chapter 21, from verse 10, verse 10, and Acts chapter 21, verse 10. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judah a certain prophet named Agabus, verse 11. And when he was come unto us, he took Peter's giddy and bound his own hands and feet and said, Toss here the Lord, Toss here the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owned this giddy and shall deliver him unto the hands of the Gentiles. Now, this was prophet Agabus prophesying to Peter, I mean to Paul, that when he gets to um, Jerusalem, they are going to bound him and this and that. But it's not a new thing to, to Paul. Look at what Paul said. And when we heard these things, we things, both we and they of that um, place besought him not to go to Jerusalem. Verse 13. Then Paul answered, what mean ye to weep and to break my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die Jerusalem for the name of Jesus. Now, if you check verse 20 um, that we are reading from verse 22 downward, the Spirit of God already told Paul that he, he will, uh, when he gets to Jerusalem, you know, they will bound him. So, so when Agabus was telling him, it was not a new thing to him. He has said it before. God has told him before. So if you truly have a serious word with God and you're serious with your life, major percent of the things that a prophet will tell you should not be things you're hearing for the very first time. They should be things that the Spirit of God has communicated to you, has impressed in your spirit. If truly you have a genuine work with God, there must be things that God... Yes, there are times that, you know, they may be ahead of you somehow, but most of the times, 80% of the times, major percent of the times, there should be things that the Spirit of God has impressed in your heart. There should be things that God has told you. If truly you have a serious work with God. Are you getting it? And now, let me say this again. Just because a prophet prophesies something bad does not mean the prophet is a bad prophet. And there's a reason why I say this. I saw a video on Instagram and the video goes like this. The man of God told the lady, a very short video. I don't know the entire story. But the reason I'm saying this is because I went down and I saw the comment on that video. Now, it goes like this. The man of God saw it, um, was prophesying in church and he told the lady that, I saw you marrying the um, third um, I saw you getting married and you're like the third wife thereabouts. Like the summit, she, she was getting married to Ligamo's family. Then the lady said, No, I reject it in the name of Jesus. I reject it. No, I will not. Then I went to the comments. That was 
That's how the video ended. Then I went to the comment section. I saw people saying that, yes, they were healing the lady. I said, when somebody prophesied about it to you, reject it to them. Reject it to them. Sometimes we are so emotional. Sometimes, I don't know. I don't I don't want to make it. Sometimes we Christians, whether we young Christians or we these social media age Christians, we can be so emotional that we are not logical look at scripture sometimes. Now, just because the man prophesied what he saw, it's not an indication that the man is a false prophet. For instance, this was Prophet Agabus here telling Paul what will happen to him when he goes to Jerusalem. He took his video uh, and bound himself and said, This is all the spirit of God will do to you. Does that mean that Prophet Agabus was a bad man? Does that mean that he was a false prophet? No. He was only prophesying and saying the things that the Spirit of God showed to him. So just because I say something bad is not an indication that I'm a bad man of God. I'm only revealing what I, the things that the Spirit of God showed to me. So even though as a Christian, you have the responsibility to reject it, but rejecting it is not coming to my face and say, I reject it. No, rejecting it is in the place of prayer. So just because I, I say something or I reveal something that is wrong, that is not good. It's not an indication that uh, that thing that is not good, I'm supporting it or uh, the one who, who um, I don't even know, who put the vision together. So, Prophet Agabus here telling uh, Paul that he was going to be bound in Jerusalem is not an indication that Prophet Agabus was a bad person. The prophet was only saying what he saw. So, when Agabus came to Paul and said that when you go to Jerusalem, you know, they will bound you there, this and that. Paul knew already because the Spirit of God had told Paul in Acts chapter 20. He said the Spirit witness to him that I was going to be bound, this and that. So, when Paul, when Prophet Agabus was telling him that look at the things you go through, it was not a shocking thing to Paul. And Paul was not seeing Prophet Agabus like a bad person. So, just because I relate a vision to you that seems to be bad is not an indication that I'm a false prophet. Sometimes I'm just sorry, my letter was wrong for me again. So as I was saying, so just because somebody came and, and gave you a negative prophecy is not an indication that the person is a bad person. Sometimes I just release him on the soul. Now, let's see the book of um, as let's see the book of Isaiah chapter 38, verse 1. In those days when is it cast hey, Jesus? In those days, when Ezekiah seek unto death, and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus hear the Lord, send thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then Ezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto the Lord, and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. Ezekiah wept so. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, Go say to Ezekiah, thus hear the Lord, the God of David, my father. I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 years. Now, Isaiah came to tell um, um, Ezekiah that he was going to die. It was God of heaven who revealed it to Ezekiah that Isaiah was going to die. I mean, it was God of heaven who revealed it to Isaiah that Ezekiah was going to die. But Ezekiah knew what to do. So when somebody gives you a, a, a negative prophecy, sometimes it's not because they are bad people. So the issue or the answer is not to go and be fighting them. And no, yours is to believe that the, the written word of God supersedes what anybody sees. 
So if somebody gives you any wrong prophecy or negative prophecy, yours is to take it to the place of prayer and say, this will not happen. That was exactly what Ezekiah did. Even though what God told Isaiah was accurate, Ezekiah did what? Turned it in the place of prayer. So when somebody gives you a negative prophecy, whether the prophecy is revealed to them by God or by Satan, yours is not to go about and be fighting the person. Yours is to go to the place of prayer and know how to overturn it. Are you getting it? So now it also shows that you can you can turn negative prophecies. I remember a story that was told some time ago. I the man of God said this. He said there was a meeting. The servant of God was prophesying. Then he saw a pregnant lady. Then he told the pregnant lady, he said, "The baby in your womb is a girl." You know. Then the lady said, "Yeah, that she." You know. The lady accepted. But the lady said something. He said, "Man of God, I knew that this baby is true." Or something like. Okay, she got to the house. She, I think she didn't reply to the man of God. She just. But when she got home, the lady said she prayed. He said, "God, I knew that your man of God saw your the servant. Your servant saw this thing that is the baby." But by the mercy of God, I want a new child. She prayed, and when she gave birth, she gave birth to a new child. So these are the things. The man of God who said there was a new king there, that she was going to have a baby girl, he was not lying. The lady who gave birth to a, to a male too was not lying. So it shows that even though a prophecy may seem not to be not to be what you want, you can overturn it, you can change it, and it's not in every case that the said man of God is doing what? Is a false prophet. A negative prophecy that is given is not an indication that the man of God is a false prophet. Are, are we getting it? So, we must be able to get this. And one thing again that I must also tell you is that, see, I've said this over and over before, that just because a prophecy came to pass is not an indication that the man of God is an accurate man of God. We know the accuracy of prophecy by the spirit that powers the accuracy. And I'm going to show us two scriptures quickly. Let's see the book of um, okay, let's see first the book of Deuteronomy chapter I think chapter 5, there about. Okay, chapter 13, 1 to 5. I want to read something. Pay attention. Is it, if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, give there be a sign or a wonder and the sign of wonder come to pass. Whereof he spake unto the saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or that dreamer, or dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Now, the Bible is saying that even if a prophet arise among you and give you a dream that comes to pass, a sign or a wonder, and is leading you elsewhere. It shows that even false prophets can give accurate visions. They can give accurate prophetic word. Are you seeing something now? Now, let's see another one. The book of Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Let me read from 16, verse 16. Now, and it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of definition met us. We brought our master much gain by soothsaying. Verse 17. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, This may a servant of the Most High God, we show unto us the way of salvation. Now, watch. The Bible already told us that this lady was possessed, but yet she was prophesying accurately. He said, This same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, This man are the servant of Most High God and show unto us the way of salvation. 
So this lady was prophesying accurately. She was saying that these are the men of God who is showing us the way of salvation. But the Bible says that she was possessed with another spirit. So even though she was accurate, her accuracy was powered by another spirit, which is not the spirit of God. So we don't judge that a man is, is a man of God just by the accuracy of the word that they are giving. We know that they are true men of God by the spirit that passed their accuracy. And did and and this she did many days so she even did it once she was doing it consistently but paul being grieved and torn said to the spirit said to the spirit i command in the name of jesus christ to come out of her and she came out the same hour and when her master saw that the hope of their supply and all that so she she had a spirit that she was using to to you know prophesy accurately to people and i believe that in the last few months in nigeria this kind of spirit was truly in action there were all kind of familiar spirits prophesying on election, all kind of, all kind of things and all that. Dig it. So you we must know that just because something is accurate, it's not an indication that what that oh what the person is saying is um the person is a genuine man of God or this and that and you must be, you must be able to discern that. And then to say this again, there is a difference between a prophet and one who is operating in the prophetic. You don't need to be a prophet to operate in the prophetic, but there are those who are called to the office of the of a prophet. Let's see the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 32. And Judas and Silas, being prophet also themselves, exalted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. Now, in Acts chapter 15, verse 32, the Bible told us that Judas and what? Judas and Silas, they were prophets. They were what? They were prophets. And this one, they occupied the office of the prophet. Now, the Bible now told us that Philip had daughters. The daughter that Philip had, the Bible never told us that they were prophets. The Bible only said that they, they do prophesy. So, you can, just because you're praying the prophetic is not an indication that you're a prophet. In fact, every believer should be able to operate in the gift of the Spirit. Are you, are you guys, every believer should be able to operate in the gift of the spirit. So just because I'm operating in a gift is not an indication that I, I occupy that office. So there are people who are truly called a prophet, and there are and and there are people who operate in that prophetic gift. It's really going to be a short meeting tonight. So how to judge prophecies? How, how do we judge prophecies? You know, because there are people that and see, I'm not saying that we, we need to be discerning. And I'm not saying that the discernment I'm talking about, I'm not saying that going to people's church and, and you start looking at them with suspicious eyes, that's not discernment. That's not how to discern things. See, there are times you can be somewhere where everything is okay, everything is fine. But, but spiritually, something seems just to be off. I'm not talking about that where you go to church that you already have uh, you have reservation about them and you start looking at them. You shall say these people, then they use something like this. That's what I'm saying. You can go to places where everything seems to be fine, but there is just something that is off about it. For instance, if the lady who was following Paul has a ministry, people will not know. They will think he's an accurate uh, man of God or woman, uh, a woman of God, you know, because she was prophesying accurately. She saw the people of God and she could even discern that they were people of God. And she was saying that these are the ones that will show uh, that, that will show you unto the of salvation. So she was accurate. She knew what she was saying. What she was saying was, was the truth. 
So there are places where you can be like that, where almost everything can just be accurate like that. Everything, you know. See, before, it is very easy for you to spot false prophets. Before, before, all those false prophets, they will tell people to eat um, grass. They will flop people in church. They will do different things. But now, false prophets are even packaging. Some of them even know how to teach. So if you are not careful, you will not be able to discern those who are false. Or when somebody gives you a word, you don't even know how to design it. I remember somebody, I don't, I think he's online here. Yeah. I was so angry with him that day or something here about. I don't know if he's online here yeah, or he's not online here. Yeah. He told me he was walking on the road one day and somebody held his palm and the person began to look at his palm and began to give him word. I said, You a believer that carried the Holy Ghost. You are walking on the road. Somebody stopped you and, and hold your palm and is reading something and you allow him to hold your hands. So sometimes it's almost like we don't we don't really regard what is written. Like I said initially, there are people that they have met me and they will ask me question. Hey man of God, you see vision? Can you see? Somebody was going for whether I don't know what he was going for, and, and she came to me and said, "You see vision?" Somebody messaged me on Twitter, DM, and said, "You see vision?" The thing is that even if I can see, or even if I see something about you, I will not tell you. Because if I begin to just say, oh yeah, the vision, come on, let me pray with you and tell you. I'm, I'm enforcing your, your not, um, not placing value on God's word. I'm helping you to, to strengthen that conviction of placing so much value on prophecy than God's word. I'm helping you place to strengthen that conviction, which is very wrong. We must exhort what is written above what you saw above what you heard i've told you here that you can even overturn prophecies negative ones you can overturn it and say no this will not be so how do you judge prophecies number one by their fruits by the fruit of the prophets are you guessing? by the fruit of the prophets see there are people that they can teach well they can prophesy well but if you see the way they are living they are living contrary to god's word you will not be able to trade. Even some, some of them, the things that they are even teaching, contrary to God's word. People who will teach and who, who will do all manners of things. And then now come to you and start prophesying to you. People who, I remember uh, a dear man of God who was sharing with us in Patakot, where just imagine a man of God is arguing with people and saying that even if you sleep with somebody's wife, it's not a sin. You sleep without uh, getting married, it's not a sin. It was somebody in the compound. The person was even into fornication. The person, the company who was into fornication was the one correcting the pastor and saying that pastor, I, I, even me say with the two, I'm not saying this in their room. I you will be pastor when they talk this thing. Is that the kind of person you want to trust their prophecies? A pastor coming out and saying that even if you sleep with your fiance before a wedding, there's nothing wrong. Even if you sleep with somebody's wife, there's nothing wrong. You must check their food. They buy their food, you shall know them. There are people that they don't have one track record of any solid teaching on God's word. Every day you go to church, prophecy, 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 prophecy. The people will not grow. Are you getting it? And I meet Christians like this who are always looking for prophets. I remember, I see, and I say this without due respect, but that God, God really needs to adversity. As much as God is bringing some men of God there. There are so many things that God needs to do in that city. The level of prophetic house in that city is too much. There are places you go, you will be asking yourself, even though they are speaking in tongues and they are praying, you'll be asking yourself, will like this one a shrine in the Bible? 
You just see everything is so contradictory to what, what the Bible is saying. And do you know one of the ways you also know? They exhort mammon so much. Ah, drop this money here before I go prophesy. Angel of this one. As they are prophesying, they are dropping money. They are calling you to bring money and all of this. So once you see those things, the Bible says, by their fruit, we know them. Just misbehaving. Somebody's prophesying. He has an hype man. Belel, Apostle Chief, Chief Kubana. Prophesying, and there's an hype man. Hey, right up, Papa. Say this, Papa. What, what kind of what kind of thing is that? Ah, daddy, this one, that one. We are not a celebrity. Maybe, maybe, maybe this thing said we they forget. Can you guys hear me now? Somebody say they cannot hear me. You're not a celebrity. Are you get so somebody's prophesying and at the back there is there is a what are they calling it? there is there is hype man there doing ah ride on daddy prophesy towards daddy so you will check their fruits people who don't live according to God's word people who don't do God's word there are people who don't even preach God's they don't even preach every day is prophecy they don't preach they don't live out according to the prescription of God's word you go to the church almost everything is just clashing no message nothing just prophesying singing and dancing this morning from morning to evening when they will they will go to the house you must be careful of such people when they come and say ah prophecy number two does it glorify God there are certain prophecies that you even be asking yourself to to what end? This in an is to what end? And sometimes because even us, we are not even we are not designing. We don't even we don't know when to be when to put discretion to something. You just go to somewhere. Somebody will call out your account account number. Yes, daddy, it's me. Yes, daddy. Okay, that's not okay. We go further and call your pin. Call the amount you have in your account. Call the bank you are using. To what end? Sometimes people do some of these prophecies to know that they are anointed. If the prophecy is not glorifying God, see, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Spirit of God cannot do this thing, but to what end? If the Spirit of God has to reveal your account number and um, um, call your pin, even if the Spirit of God reveal it to you, a man of God should be dis- should, should should be so sensible enough, with all due respect, not to put certain things in the public. They will call you, they will call you the amount you have in your account number. You'll be dancing and be shouting, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, boy, so they look you, they, they smile, they smile from afar. So, does he glorify God? See, the only reason why God sometimes will want to go into many details is when you are denying. Maybe, for instance, the man of God is trying to give you what you did, something you are lying. The Spirit of God will begin to approach further, further things. You, um, maybe you have, for instance, example now, you have a child outside wedlock and the man of God is trying to pick it. You said that ah, is a lie you don't have. The man of God can move as fast, calling your name, calling your um, the man of God, the baby, the location, the last time you went to meet the woman. Do you get? So if the prophecy is not glorifying God, sometimes some of it, when we, when we display the gift of the spirit sometimes, we must be very careful if the intention is to glorify self or to glorify God. Ah, you have 200k in your account. They call your account number. They call your PIN. And you are there laughing. Say, ah, Papa, write down, write down. We are easily chilled. We don't know, we don't know the boundary to certain spiritual things. 
So, if he does not glorify God, that's one of the ways to check prophecy. Does he glorify God? Does he glorify God? To what end? There are prophecies that they give certain people. You just know that God is not even in it. It's just to showcase the flesh. To what end? Number three. Does it produce liberty or bondage? Does it do what? Does it produce liberty or bondage? And I will explain what 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 that means. Um, um, like that. You know, sometimes we like to run digital um, apostolic something even in under degrees. You know. Yeah, I was telling my people on Saturday me bad on that. Any small thing, some people, you can go to a church now and they are praying and they say, ah, everybody close their eyes. Some people will not close their eyes. And then the man of God will not say, if you don't close your eyes now, you will, you will go blind. This and that. But how will it feel that somebody came to church not to steal, to listen to God's word? They went on blind. Say, ah, like at the order, um, the order of Elijah or the order of Elijah. Hope you know that some of the things that those prophets did under the law, they did it out of their own human stuff. If if the Bible told us that Jesus is the express image of God, if God was here, he wouldn't have given that way. So these children were mocking him and he called out animals to feed on them. You should know that God will not really work in that aspect. Ah, he, you know, the God of Elijah is when it comes to this thing that will do God of Elijah. The Bible told us that John the Baptist came in the um, fashion of Elijah B. He was eating locust, locust beans and honey. But uh, you, uh, Apostle, you are staying in Abuja, you are not eating locust beans and honey. So, when I say that, does it produce does it produce liberty or bondage? There are some kind of prophecy that they will give to you. For instance, let me give you an example. Husband and wife who came to a meeting together. Then you said that, that they, um, I, I don't even know, but I know that I've seen stuff like this before. I don't want to go into details. The people will now, a prophet will come and tell them that both of you are not supposed to marry. You, you go, you need to go back and divorce. Maybe strange to you, but trust me, I've seen it before. Now, let me tell you something. Even if those, um, the two people were not supposed to get married, and now that they are married, you don't have any rights when they are not to go and tell them when it's not as if there was a case of abuse in it or something. To tell them to go and divorce because they were not initially supposed to marry before. Sometimes maybe they were looking for baby. Maybe they are trusting God for a child. Then he came and said, both of you were not supposed to marry. So go forth and, you know, and go your separate ways. Trust me, I've seen something like this before. That's not biblical. That's not what. So does it produce liberty or bondage? See, we are... We need to understand that just because you hear something from the realm of the spirit is not an indication that what you heard is of God. The realm of the spirit does not have just the spirit of God. And see, a man of God or a prophet who is not given to God's word is only a matter of time. He will soon walk in error. A man of God who is not what? Who is not given to God's word. I, I usually say this. I say the word of God is what helps you filter out the things that you heard. If the things that you heard are not are contradictory to what is written, then it's not of God. So the word of God becomes the filter that helps you. So does it produce liberty or does it what? Does it produce bondage? There are places that you go to, the kind of prophetic word that they will give to you. No worry, I grew up in places, Portacot. If you grew up in Portacot, you will know. You will know that the kind of prophet that is in Portacot. It's more than it's more than oil company that is in Portacos. Prophet House. 
with strange things that you'll be amazed and you'll be surprised that this is the church of God where they actually call God's name. Number four, is it in alignment with God's word? Like I said, the short sum of this night, this year we end. Is it in alignment with God's word? In alignment with God's word. People will just prophesy all kinds of things that people will just take it. Is it in alignment with God's word? And let me just say this. They don't use prophecy to marry. Can I come again? They don't use prophecy to marry. They don't use dream to marry. Somebody was telling me about that. They had a dream about the particular guy. So I just allowed him to talk to you. And I told her. I said this. They see, dream is too small to be your absolute conviction over a life partner. And you know, you know, you know, with all due respect, the Jesus, and when you try to give them counsel about love, you know, they are the one in town and they know what's going, and you don't know what's going, you know, your own kind don't go, you don't know what's going. They're just a man of God, you don't know what's going on. So when you try to give them counsel, respect what God's word is saying. They may not literally tell you no, but I know them. I've been around them for a while, you so know. They're just, ah, they, they, they don't go tell you outrightly, but you just know they move on with what they want to believe. You don't use prophecy to, somebody cannot come and prophesy and say, ah, that's your husband. I'm not saying that God cannot inspire a person, but that should not be the reason why you marry the person. If God did not speak to you about it, you have every right to marry the one that God speaks to you about. So, when somebody gives you a prophecy, is, he, is the prophecy in alignment with God's word? Is it in alignment with God's word? Just gave you something. You know, there are all kind of very funny prophetic stuff. Ah, you know, when you get to the house, come outside by 12 o'clock in the midnight, um, naked, bath, and this one, and, and pray, and do this and that. She know they catch you. You that have the Holy Ghost. You that carry the Holy Ghost. The Bible says the spirit of him that raised Christ up from the dead dwells in you. The spirit that brought Christ back to life dwells in you. He said that spirit dwells in you. He said he that, that same spirit that brought Jesus back to, to life dwells in you. And somebody is saying that you should take salt, go outside by 12 o'clock, bath and pray and drink this water, do this one. And you too, you follow all through. You that have the Holy Ghost in you. I usually say this humorously. That if you if you don't know that the house belongs to your father, you are likely to pay house rent in that in that place. Then I'll give this example of two people who were who were using first class and they were traveling, you know, and they were giving them food. One was rejecting, the other was eating the food. One was rejecting, the other was eating the food. Then along the line, the one was rejecting the food. I think when he got to where, about to about getting to where they are going there about, and then he asked the other one. He said. This food that you have been eating, how will you pay for it? I think somebody paid for the, the flight for them. The other one replied, he said, when they paid for us this flight, that food, everything is included. The guy felt sorry for himself because he has not been eating. He has to go back and start collecting what they didn't give him before. So sometimes we don't we don't take the, the authority that we have in Christ. We don't, we don't, we don't value it. The written word of God. See, I will never stop placing emphasis on God's word till Jesus comes. You come here next week, you hear anything I'm saying, I must talk. Because, see, I've seen people enough to so place value on, on, 
I'm not saying that the gift of the spirit is not, um, you know, the all of these things. But see, I've studied history and I've seen and I've listened to certain fathers of it and learn about those who have come before us. That every time people place their value on any gifts than the written word of God, usually ends in disaster. Usually ends in disaster. When the word of God, see, the word of God must be that boundary, must be your filter, must be your regulator, must be your nadak. It checks the things that you believe. It checks the things that you consume. It checks the things that you agree with. It does what? It says it checks the things that you that you agree with, the things that you believe. So let nobody just come on the road. Somebody will just see you do and carry your finger and carry your palm and open it and say, Ah, I see this one. Yeah, glorious child. Yeah, this one. Don't you know before? When the Bible says has made you king and priest, don't you know you're a glorious child before? Ah, you do this and that, but you have to be careful of the enemy. This and that and that. You have to be careful. You have to be one. That's how somebody will wake up and come and tell you, ah, they have a dream. You should pray. This and you'll be panicking up and down. It's a child of God. Even if what is son is real, your response should never be panic. Your response should never be panic. Your response should be in respect to this situation. What is God's word saying? The Bible says with long life will be satisfied. It's a show me salvation. It will be the warfare around about you. Say no evil shall be for you. Neither shall it be come near that dwelling. He said, and thou shalt be buried at a very good old age. He said, and thou shalt go to thy father in peace. So these are the things you must know. You must exalt the word of God above these things. I have to say it again. There are people who are consistently always looking for prophets. And I'm not trying to play down the prophetic. I've taught here severally. I've said it that there are times and seasons in your life that you need the prophetic. But when that becomes what you keep looking for, the fine man of God will cease. The fine man of God will cease. The fine prophet will get evil star. You are you are going into error. And as a man of God, a woman of God, who is not giving to God's word, it's all about prophecy, prophecy. You won't need to prophecy, prophecy. You are not teaching God's people. It's only a matter of time. Error is coming. And this is not even a prophecy. I'm just seeing the reality. If you throw something up and you say, ah, this thing that you tree up will fall down. Is that a prophecy? It's not a prophecy. The law of gravity demands that what goes up comes down. So, if you are acting that way, it's not a prophecy. Error is coming. You are you are in a fast lane to error. So, we must be people who is given to God's name. See, let me tell you something. Not everybody will see angel to Jesus come. In fact, not everybody will hear the audible voice of Jesus. And you know what? You must be okay with it. You know what? You must be okay with it. There are people in scriptures who did not see angel. There are people in scriptures who did not hear the audible voice of God. They were led with their inner witness in couple with the word of God. And you must what? You must be okay with it. In fact, there were times when God led people with dramatic supernatural way of scripture. It was because they were stubborn people. Bala, when the donkey spoke, it was a supernatural way. It was because he was stubborn. God was trying to pass a message. So it is not see there are people that they they go and meet Jesus. Hmm? In fact, we didn't hear at any point that Billy Graham saw an angel. In fact, today we didn't know if Billy Graham ever prayed in tongues. 
We didn't even know if Billy Graham ever prayed for any sick on his own. But you know what? He was one of the greatest evangelists to ever live. Led many to Christ. When he, was, when he was about to die, I think there is about two to three stadiums. Led so many people to Christ in his lifetime. Was said to be one of the greatest evangelists of, the, um, of, his own, of his own generation. And he never told us whether he saw an angel or anything. He never even told us whether he prayed in tongues or anything. He was just preaching the message of the cross, the gospel of Jesus. He believed the word. What the word of God says is what he says. So we must go back to that place where we place emphasis on us. See, if you don't get anything this night, this one, does the prophecy align with God's word? And I'm not saying that you should go about insulting people. You know, sometimes we can move from one extreme to another extreme. Somebody can come and say, ah, I saw you in my dream last, I remember some years ago, when my friend called me and said, he saw me in a dream. I was doing conductor, conductor in Lagos. I smile and say, it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. How do you get to this? So somebody can call you tomorrow morning now and say that, ah, I saw you in a coffin. The only is not to, ah, you're, you're always doing this one. No, yours is to know what God's word says. Say, ah, no evil shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. No evil, no evil, no evil. I'm protected. No evil at any cost. He said, no evil shall befall. He said, violence shall no more be heard in the life. We see no destruction within thy borders. Say, and that shall be a warfare around about me. So no evil at all. No evil at all. So this is the thing that you must understand. That the word of God supersedes what you see. What you saw. Or what somebody saw for you see do you know that in the case of david and joseph joseph was seeing visions and dreams of where he was going to the bible never told us that david saw any vision of where he was going to but yet david still made out what god wants to make out of his life the bible never told us so that certain people are saying that when i slept i saw four angels angels in jamaica in jachinaza in jebella they were with me and they spoke to me. They said I will be their support the next generation. And you, you will sleep. No vision, no dream. But you are following God's word. That person is not better than you. God sometimes chooses the way he wants to communicate with us. So just because God did not choose that way, it's not, it's not an indication that the person is more spiritual than you. And you must be okay with it. Because it is this thing that people find, look for, look for, they look for certain kind of prophet and go into the wrong hands. I think I was counseling one guy that time. He said he had, he had something that was looking at him. This one. So I gave him a book to read. The guy said and I, he cannot read the thing. The, the book is disturbing him. I gave him a mess, some messages to listen. He left. But he told me that he went to a wrong prophet. That the wrong prophet was in the thing. You see, people don't like knowledge. Meanwhile, after sometimes he read the book and came back and said the book helped him. You, the book you'd have read since. There is a kind of deliverance. I've taught this over and over. There's a kind of deliverance that do not come by laying on of hands or by prayer. The Bible says, preach deliverance to them who are captive. There are deliverance that come by understanding God's word, receiving from the light of God's word. I was reading something the other time. Somebody had a group, a very visible group, a pastor, you know, on Facebook, but he brought it to Twitter. I think around his neck, region, visible. Do you know what he said? He said he had done everything. He didn't have money for surgery. You know what he did? He said every day he studies up to 22 chapters of the Bible. I think he studied for about one month. Every day he was studying that log. He said he just saw that the thing began to vanish. And see, the thing vanishes. 
if they show you the um, the previous picture and the current picture you will not even know he was the one these are people who have placed value on the written word of god that's what you must do place value on god's word just because god is not speaking to you in a very um, spectacular way is not an indication that god who is leading you through your inner witness and leading you via his word that is not the one leading you he's the one leading you so as we round up this evening can we pray lord i receive grace to be discerning i receive grace to place absolute to make your lord i receive grace many kabarandi kubelis ketebalande kabash lord i receive grace Lord, I receive grace. I receive grace. Maniku barande kabalande kabalande kabarande kapa mene kabarande ko barabela kapa for in Jesus mighty name we have prayed and I also want to tell you this don't open your spirit to soothsayers you know everywhere anything you see on YouTube they are prophesying you go and open wow you that you don't even pray you are not even serious yet we are still trusting that God will help you anywhere you just see that they are just saying hey your name is Chinedu you have four children in the village. Be careful. Be discerning. You are a child of God. Just walking on the road, somebody call you and say, I have a word for you. Say, I have a word for you too. Everybody should walk in the gift of the Spirit. It's not particular for anybody. Yes, I know there are people who are called into the office of a prophet. But as a believer, you should be able to also walk in this gift. Word of knowledge, word of, um, word of wisdom. If you're, if you're serious in your work with God, you will. So don't just be moving on the road. Somebody calls you and say, ah, um, eh, eh, you are looking for husband. And because you too, you feel like men is not coming. They will now call you and corner you one side. And I begin to give you, <laughs> you now be crying. Eh, when you are done, you now give them offering. A child of God. The one who carried, who carried the spirit of God, the life of God. Lion, they behave like chicken. That the lion is... and wonders for you. Hmm? You're a child of God. You can say this to yourself. I receive grace to place value on God's word. I receive grace to place value on God's word. I receive grace to be discerning. I know what to do part-time. 
I know what to do by time. The word of God is my absolute and final authority. I know what to do by time. I follow the leading of the Spirit. I am not confused at any time. I am not confused at any time. I do the word of God. I am intentional about doing Oh, the word of God is a tool that God uses to lead me. I know what to do by time. The word of God is, is, is my final authority. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word this evening. Bless your name for your word. Thank you. Lord, we exalt you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I know we, we are rounding up already. I just, just let you do this. Is there anybody here who have a question? Do you have any question? Is there any question? All right, no question. Thank you everyone for coming out this evening. Thank you so much. We usually pray a video by nine o'clock in the evening. I like that you join us. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.